Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Bava Kama Daftzadi Aleph. We're starting about 12 lines down at the two dots. Yesterday we saw Machlokes between Shimon HaTeimani and Rabbi Akiva in regards to whether or not the item that actually caused the damage should be assessed by Bezdin or if it could even be assessed by the Edim. And here we're going to see a question that deals with this issue still more. Ibayalahu, a question was raised in the base medrash. Yesh omed lenizaken, o ein omed lenizaken, separate of Misa. We're talking about when someone is physically injured but not killed. Do we need an Amida? Do we need that item to then be brought to Bezdin to be assessed? So to this, the Gemara paints the picture for both sides. We only need to assess um, the item that caused damage when someone is murdered. That it's reasonable that someone died with item X versus item Y. Uh, let's say, for example, somebody died because they got hit with a wire hanger. That's not a normal thing to die from, right? I guess it depends how you use it. But if uh, somebody dies from an axe, that's much more normal. From a so, bullet. From a bullet, much more normal. So that, that we understand that when it comes to Retzach, when it comes to Hariga, that we need to assess the item. But perhaps perhaps for Nizakin it could be anything, and we don't need to do an Amida. Or perhaps Loshna, it doesn't matter. And we really need to check no matter what. Even for, we know for sure that it's true by me. So when someone dies, so then we have to, assess the item that killed that person. But when it comes to damages that don't kill, do we need to assess that item to see if it's capable of killing or not? Let's penny take a kill, but a penny coming from the Empire State Building. Right. We, we look person. at the context as well. But if I throw a penny at someone and he dies, that's not that's not Retzach. If I throw um if I throw a, a machete at him, yes. And so so the question is do we need to assess that yes or no? And this is going to be um, answered, in, uh, or at least attempted to be answered three times. The first two will fail. Tashma, we're a quarter of the way down, two lines before the middle width lines on Sadi Aleph Amad Aleph, and the Gemara presents its first Bryce as a possible answer. The Gemara says, and we've seen this already on Dafnun, Ma Bor, We know that a pit has the capacity to kill uh, an animal that falls in only if it has a depth of at least 10 tvachim, then the same din would be true for any hole that's 10. It doesn't matter. However, let's say that the, the hole, that the bore was less than 10 tvachim, and then a shore or a chamor fell in and died. The halacha is pater. Why? Because the nine or, or and less is not uh, enough to create misa. It's only enough to create uh, nizakin. What happens if you have a baby animal, we're, which uh, is we're only normal. talking about a shore right now. We're, we're not talking about people. Okay. We're talking about no, shore. Ram, small a ram or small lamb or something. It's only forty inches. It's three and a half feet. It's it's really not a lot. Their legs are that tall. They're not. It's it's just a tiny depth. It really is a very small depth. So the Brisa here writes that if an animal falls in and the hole is less than 10, halacha is pater, but huzakbo, but if the person did get injured, then chayev, pashat, that you're going to be chayev. That makes perfect sense. My love, isn't it the case that mimata lemala kachashiv, that we're measuring from the bottom to the top, the and this is what it means. Mitefach ve'ad asara, misa, leka, nizak, and ika, that from one tefach up until, but not including 10, 
then halacha is that death cannot occur, and if it does, you're putter. Nizakin can occur, and you'd be chayev. Alma l'nizakin koldu, any amount, it could be at the one tefach mark, or it could be at the nine, and therefore shmamina ain omdin l'nizakin. We don't measure. We just know that it's less than 10, but we don't measure if it's one. We, we know. So therefore, it seems to be that we do not measure for nizakin, or, or do we say, perhaps it's not that way? <clears throat> so the Gemara says, uh, no, lo, you've made an error. Really, mimalo lemata kachashi, we're measuring differently. Asara, when it comes to a bore that has a depth of 10, nisa ika. Pachos me asara puerta, if it's slightly less than 10, nizakin isa, misa leka. If it's 9.5, even if it's 9.9, we're very rigid about it, we would fairly assume that an animal cannot die less than 10 tvachim in a board that's less than 10 tvachim. What I would tell you about this brisa is that yesh omed lenizikin. Really, we do measure even for nizakin. And for anything that can create an injury, we actually do need to measure. So we tried to bring a raya from brisa number one, uh, from the brisa from Dafnon. We tried to bring a raya that perhaps we would say that we don't need amida, says the Gemara, no raya. Let's try the second brysa, which is exactly halfway down, seven lines or so into the middle with lines in the middle of the page on Sadi Aleph Amidal. And the Gemara says, Tashma, Hikahu al o. Let's say that I hit someone on their eye, I punch them in the eye, and I blind them. Al ozno I punch them in the ear, and now they're deaf. So, Eved yotze bahen if that's my Eved, and I cause this injury, that person gets to go free because I did a direct damage either to their eye or ear, and they get to go free. However, if I don't do a direct hit, just I don't hit them. I slap the wall right near their face. I do a pretend hit. And he ended up becoming deaf because of that, or I blinded him because of that. Indirect. It's not even indirect. I didn't even hit him. I hit the wall. So then, ain eved yotze behen lecherus. And eved will not go free. Says the Gemara, my taima, lav mishum deboinan umdena vishmamina yesh umdena lenizakin. Isn't the reason that they go free is because they assess what happened? Oh, so Phil didn't hit his eved. He hit the wall next to the eved. And that's not something that's going to cause damage. And therefore, we see from here that we do have an umdena. Shmamina yesh umdena lenizakin. The Gemara says, no. La mishum de amrinan hu de iv isnafsheh. This guy let himself get scared. If you have your wits to you and somebody hits the wall, you don't become deaf. That's not normal. That's not a normal reaction. Here, the reason why we're assuming that the person became deaf is because this person didn't have good control over his fears. This is what the Brysa writes. Hamavi says, if I scare my friend and he gets injured, it's not nice, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu will have words with you. However, Lemaisa, you are Pater Midine Adam. You're not Chayev for Nezikin. Ketzad, <clears throat> what's the case? And this is our case. Taka Be'oz No Show. If, in fact, I hit you on the ear and you become deaf, Pater. Uh, if I hit you on the ear uh, and you become deaf, you're Pater. Achso V'taka Show. So one is, if I, if I blow a horn in your ear, then you're going to be Pater. If I grab your ear physically, then chayev. So therefore, we see that this b'risa is also not a raya. We wanted to say that perhaps it's a raya that yesh umdana l'nizakin, because we're now going to say, oh, when you hit the wall, was it sufficient? And we'll say that no, it wasn't. No, that's not correct. 
that maybe that's talking about a case where a person's uh, emotional space was not so strong and their fear got the better of them, and that's why they went to Question, can I get Osnoy or can I get uh, I? Is this all talking about permanent damage or temporary damage? Well, with an Eved, the only way he goes free is with permanent damage, yeah. That's true. But that's only used as an example to try to highlight the point. Practically speaking, when it comes to Nizakin, if you're not an Eved and I punch you, I'm still going to be Chayev. Just a, an, even if it's temporary. Toshma, let's try our third and final answer. There are five payments, indeed five payments that we've been discussing. All of them get paid right away when there's an injury. Uh, but two of them are, are really projected. But when it comes to Ripoy Vesheves, while you do pay today, it's really Aji Yisrape. We make it a, a presumption of how long it will take you to heal. So if the injury was on January 1, and we assess, I'm making this up, that Nezek and Tsar and Ripoy and Shevis and Boshes, we assess that all of them are going to be $250. But part of that assessment is a projection, which is that I don't know how long you're going to be out of work for, and I don't know how long you're going to be paying hospital bills for. I'm going to project. So it's like you know an insurance company, when you have a claim, they come to your house and they say, I project X. Uh, this is how much I think it's going to cost. This is how long it's going to take. So that's what happens in Besden. Besden says, oh, you cut, you, you cut off his, mm -hmm. uh, his foot. I presume you'll be in the mm -hmm. hospital for three weeks. I presume you'll be out of work for six weeks. Here's a couple thousand dollars. But all the payment happens right up front. Now, what happens if in Duhu, that when it comes to Ripoy Vesheves, we're two-thirds of the way down, that uh, let's say I make an assessment of $1,000, and actually you got worse. And instead of staying in the hospital for three weeks, you stayed longer. So do I, the Mazik, have to pay more? The Mishnah says, the Brisa says, no. <clears throat> the assessment that was made on January 1st when the injury took place holds. And even though you ended up staying in the hospital for longer, that is not a reason for us to, uh, to have to re redo the, the assessment. And whatever we said, $1,000, even though really it ended up costing more, we don't change it. What about the other way? <clears throat> Let's say I, I assessed that your damages would be $1,000. I assumed you'd be in the hospital and for three weeks and, and you only stayed in the hospital for two weeks. So then, no sin low, kol mashim do, same deal. Whatever the assessment was, it was. Shmamina yesh omed lenizakin. It seems from here that we assess based on what we see. So says the Gemara, hold on one second. Lemeimad gavra kamaliktsar mihamaka kamalomikatser to measure. Uh, to make an assessment of how long a person should be in the hospital, for sure we're going to do that. That's not our question. Pashat that on January 1st, we're going to make a projection about what kind of money you'll need for healing. That's for sure. We're not talking about the person. When we're Our question that we were discussing about Omid Lenizikin was a question of analyzing the item that was used to cause the damage. It's lemeiman chefza i avir hai nizka olo. So my, what would be the din there? In other words, you gave me a brisa that discussed assessing the person who got injured. That brisa is not the right approach. You're barking up the wrong tree. The question that we started with today on the top of the page at the two dots was whether or not we assess the item. I have kapasha, you assess the patient. <laughs> you have to come up with a math equation to pay them. So the question that we were asking was not about the person, but about the item that hurt the person. So if I hit someone with brass knuckles, I have to look at the brass knuckles and say, oh, bring it to Besden, yes or no. When Besden so, shouts us up a Malchus case, where does the doctor get involved? Before the first hit? Yeah, that, or at, at yeah he has hit. to assess before it's done in sets of three. So he assesses before every three. 
to assume that he can handle more. But this isn't this isn't that so yeah, but yes, it's every three. So the Gemara says, My, what's the din? Would we say that we have to bring in the brass knuckles to assess them? Pasha, you assess the patient. What about the brass knuckles? So the Gemara says, Toshma, this is a brisa we saw yesterday. Omer. He says, just like my fist, if, if my fist is what, what caused the damage, that's that Bezdin can see that and that the Edim can see that. The Gemara concludes from here very clearly, based on the Pasuk of, uh, of Egrof and uh, evident of Egrof, that we in fact do have to bring in the item that was assessed. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch like this, um, and Rebbe Akiva agrees as well. Omar Mar, the Gemara says three-fourths of the way down at the two dots, about 15 lines or so from the bottom of the page. We had said a couple of lines ago, Omar Mar, quoting from the Brisa, that if I make an assessment, I injured you on January 1, I make an assessment and pay you $1,000, but then you got healed more quickly. We had said, no, stay low, kolmashim do, that you still pay the 1000 The Gemara says, perhaps this is misayeyele l'rava, perhaps this idea is something that supports Rava. How so? Domar Rava. Let's say that a man was measured to be uh, in bed for a whole day, and he healed after half a day. He ended up going to work. So that means I paid you, let's say, $250 for a, day's of, a day of lost wages. <clears throat> and it turns out you really only lost half of that day. You only lost $125. Yeah. You, you get paid for the whole day. So seemingly, Rava has a beautiful marimakom because that's what our Brysa said. After all, min the fact that a person heals more quickly than that assessment is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu decides how quickly people heal or how slowly, how quickly people heal or how slowly people heal. So therefore, nothing we can do about it and the money stays exactly the same. In the Mishnah yesterday or two days ago, can't remember anymore, uh, I think we had said, Rakak uh, Boharok. Um, that if a person were to spit and it, and when they spit on you, it actually lands on your flesh. So then they had to pay 400 zoos. That's what the Mishnah had said. This is only true on his flesh, actually on his flesh. But it's not true if the spit lands on a person's clothing. When it lands on the clothing, why don't we say that it's like being mavayish someone with words and maybe they should pay? Says the Gemara, Amre b'ma'arava, they said out in the West in Eretz Yisrael, and we skip this name here of Rabbi Yossi, that if the way you embarrass someone is with words, so then that actually was not discussed in our Mishnah, and we can infer from here, and we can infer from here that verbal... Uh, verbal embarrassment doesn't create a financial punishment, which is interesting because you can embarrass someone tremendously with words, but because there's no misa, there's also no consequence. Sometimes you guys heard, right? So it's something that you can't obligate to pay right away, but you can pay later. You don't have to pay him at all. There's no, we're talking about uh, boshes. So if there's boshes because, you know, I poured bleach on you and you, you your eye got burned and there's boshes, I pay you boshes. But if all that I did, did wrong was speak about you publicly in a way, I shouldn't say publicly, but spoke about you in, in a way that was embarrassing. <clears throat> so then halacha lamaisa, there is no monetary consequence for that. And the two dots, 10 lines from the bottom says, hakol uh, This is actually found on the very top line of Tzad Yamud Beis in the Mishnah there, that we had said that, that consequences 
um, as it relates to uh, as it relates to things that you do to people depend on their level of wealth, depends on their level of kavod. So if I were to be, I actually just asked Ashila about this a couple of months ago. Uh, we were davening shachris at a nine o'clock shachris here in, on a Sunday morning. And there were people learning on the other side of the mechitza. And when it got to the silent Shmona Esrei, they were learning very loudly. So I shushed them. And they were quiet. And it turned out that it was Rabbi Ries Shlita that I had shushed, which is rude. It's one thing if it's one of my friends. and uh, No, no, no. It wasn't sad. That I wouldn't have asked a Shiloh about. No. no way. By the time you shushed. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have shushed if I had known who it was. Tzvi, I would have done it louder. So then I asked the Shiloh Rabbi Robinson, I asked a couple of people actually, and everybody said, you're, you're totally fine. It's not, you don't need to ask uh, for Mechila. It was just uncomfortable. But it's this idea of Hakola Fichvodo. Like if, if I were to do that to one of my peers, like I wouldn't have blinked. Like a Mechila. Yeah. Because I might have embarrassed him. What? It's still like the answering rabbi's questions. So do so do other Jews. Somebody told me. Somebody was somebody was davening on that side of the mechitza, I think, and they told me that it was actually Rabbi 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 Reese who I shushed. But he might have been uncomfortable. Yeah. It's possible. He had a chabrus who was sitting in the... He might have been he actually mentioned... <laughs> of course. <laughs> Your methods are so clear and well-known. I knew. I was, I was waiting for you to say that. Allah Lamaisa, that wasn't considered boucher. He probably wasn't embarrassed. He did. Seriously. That's right. That's right. Okay. I know. I'm the, re- I'm the reason the CRC fell apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that would be bad OU politics if the OU shut down the CRC. Just uh, don't touch it with a ten foot pole. I have to clip this out of this. Uh, <laughs> I can't start now. I'm not starting now. I'm not starting now. So, anyways, that's how Kolafichvodo. Really, you have to look at what's going on. If you embarrass someone who's chashuv, it's a bigger loss. If you embarrass someone who's regular, it's a, I don't want to say less chashuv. You embarrass a regular chashuv person, so then it's a it's a lower loss. So this is what Kolafichvodo means. The question is Tanakama Was this a stringency or was this a leniency? When you say four hundred, which was the amount of the penalty in the Mishnah. Does that mean to say that it's 400 for a chashub person, but if it was for an ani who is a less, it's a very strange, odd equation that an ani is less chashub. That's not true. I don't even know. I mean, it says it, but... Yeah, I'm just saying, there's a lot of Talmidi Chachamim who were very poor over the years. They say the Magen Avram wrote down his parish on the walls of his house. You know, like he was very poor. Was he, was he not chashub? You know, we 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 spend uh, I don't know we spend crazy money on things. I I bought bought a red bell pepper yesterday for two dollars. You know that's obscene. It's obscene for one vegetable. So yeah, except that I ate it on a on a Thursday, but you know, it's a totally separate discussion. So do we say that it's lakula the ika ani delo kule hai because he's poor? He's like David said, he's more accustomed to being made fun of, to being mocked, whatever. So therefore, he gets two fifty, whatever the number is. Oh, Dilma, the Chumra Kamar, that four hundred is the is the lower bar, and the Ika Asher the Bay Lemesa and perhaps there are people who would get more. So to this, the Gemara says Tashmami the Kamar, because the Mishnah, which is on the top of Tzad Yamud Beis, Rabbi Akiva said as follows: Afilu Anim Shebe Yisrael. That even poor people in Eretz Yisrael, Rowan Osan, Ki'ilu Hain Benechor, and as though they were wealthy free people, Shiyardu Minich Sehem, Shehem Bene Avram Yitzhak Viyakov. So we 
we see that there's a difference between Anim and rich people. We made them into one in, in Rabbi Akiva's line. We made them into a similar, but really it would be the that if in fact there was a bona fide poor person who was embarrassed, a peasant, whatever the case may be, someone who's accustomed to being made fun of. So then Lemaisa, uh, we would be Mekel. So 400 is the upper limit of payment and not the lower limit, Shmamina. We spoke about the story in the Mishnah yesterday about a woman whose hair was uncovered and she got paid handsomely for uh, for the man who embarrassed her by taking off her tichel. But the Gemara says four lines from the bottom on Saadi Aleph, and then in that story, the, the culprit had said to Rabbi Akiva, can you please give me a few days to pay? And during that time, he came up with a subterfuge as to why perhaps she shouldn't have to pay. Okay, anyways, says the Gemara, why did Rabbi Akiva give them uh, give him rope as to when he could pay. Do we give people time when it, there's no 30 days? It's not like that. We have that for bills. No, no, you pay now. You pay investment. Take out your credit card, swipe it. This is going to end right now. It's going to be over with. So says the that when there are damages, there is no 30 day way. You pay right now. Right now. Go write a check right now. Take the rubles out of the satchel. You're done. Says the Gemara, Kilo When is it that we say that there is no delay in payment and that payments have to be right away? That is lechabala. That is when there are damages because techasre mamona. It's unfair because you've caused a financial loss. Avaliboshes. But when it comes to busha, delochasre mamona, where yes you have to pay, but no, you didn't actually cause a loss for that person. Yahavinon. So then the din is that. Um, we do give a little bit of extra time for someone to pay. How does it differ from the last case? We said that Busha is Pater Mitzvah. That what? Before the last Kedas, it says that Busha, you're Pater completely. You're not Pater completely uh, in the previous case. We're just saying that if you if you embarrass a poor person, you can pay them even less than the 400. 400 was a maximum and not a minimum. But it wasn't saying that you're completely putter. Here, you still owe them money. Where are you reading? Oh, oh, that's that's uh, in regards to words. That's if you speak, then you're putter miklum. But here, he did something physical. He pulled off her tichel. Right, so that would be the difference between the two cases. And then at the two dots, two lines from the bottom, the Gemara says, Shamra Omedes, the man stood at the side and watched her, Al-Pesach HaTzerah, Behatanya, and then he, then this guy goes over to Rabbi Akiva and says, oh, I have aid him that she took off her tichel on her own. <laughs> Why are you making me pay 400 zuz if this woman is bichlal not sanua? I didn't embarrass her. I, I, I uh, whatever. She's, uh, she never covers her hair. So says the Gemara, You went into deep waters, meaning you tried, you swung you swung for the fences, and you ended up foul-tipping. Not a very good argument that you gave me that she she anyways doesn't cover her hair. Why would you penalize me with 400 zoos? So says the Gemara, A person is allowed to, to do bad things to themselves. And now we're going to discuss that sugya. Can a person do damaging things to themselves? Um, and this is a stira, by the way, because <clears throat> over here in this price, so the one we just learned, it says, Adam Rishoy However, in the Mishnah, and if you want to join me on Sadi Amid based a third of the way down, a quarter of the way down, it says over there that Afal Rishoy, that you're not allowed to do it. So we have a stira in Rebbe Akiva. Are you allowed to hurt yourself? Yes or no. 
let's say that I want to, uh, you know, tear my skin or cut myself. Am I allowed to do that? Let's just speak in modern terms. If a person is doing, they're suffering from from emotionally, and they want to, they're they're cutting themselves. Is that mutter or is that not mutter? So the Gemara says, Rashi says that when it comes to Chabala, that's Ein Rishai. You're not allowed to physically harm yourself. That's unacceptable in Halacha. You're not allowed. And Kan Beboshes, where you are allowed, says the Gemara, wait one second. Our Mishnah was talking about a case of Boshes, and what did it say in our Mishnah? That And the same thing was true with Busha as well. So it says the Gemara, this is really what's going on. I don't even need to say that a person is allowed to embarrass themselves. That's for sure true. Even in a case of Chabala, where a person is definitely not allowed to hurt themselves, if that if a person, if I hurt you, even though you would have been willing to hurt yourself, but if I hurt you, I'm still Chayim. Says the Gemara, a person is not allowed to hurt themselves. After all, Tzadi Aleph from Midbay, six lines down, Tanya. The Brisa says, If a person made a shua that they were going to do something bad to themselves, you might have thought that if a person said, I'm going to do something bad, and then they didn't do something bad, that they should be exempt because you're not allowed to hurt themselves. Wow. This Brisa seems to say that if you make a shua to hurt yourself, you better fulfill it. Otherwise, you will have violated the halachos of shua. So it says the Gemara, Avi nishba lehara be'atzmo ve'lohara. What I can see over here is that if I make a promise to hurt myself, then I have to I have to keep that up. So how do we understand this brisa? Amar Shmuel, that when this brisa says lehara, it's not talking about injuring yourself, but rather be'eshev betainus. When a person says I'm going to damage myself, what they mean to say is I'm going to force myself to fast on a particular day. Therefore, there's no problem with what we were saying earlier that he's not actually going to injure himself. If a person says, I, I, I make a shua to do bad things, it means that I just have to fast. Says the Gemara, you can't say that because as that very brisa about the shua continues, the rest of that brisa speaks about me doing bad things to other people. There you're going to say that I can force someone into a tainus. How am I supposed to enforce you fasting. If I make a neder about you fasting, I can't control that. Says the Gemara in. Yes, I could. I could lock you in a room. I could. I have no problem. Says the Gemara, hold on one second. If you want to say that we're talking that Ra means fast, means fasting and not eating, but some say no, that when we talk about doing bad to other people, it's not talking about fasting, but rather, I'm going to hit this person and I'm going to break his head open. So therefore, we see that the word ra, when I, in this context, is doing something quite bad. The Gemara then says, really, the Gemara says, it's a machlokes tanoim. Some Tanoim were of the opinion that a person is not allowed to injure themselves. And some say you are allowed to. It's a fascinating thing in halacha that we even have a discussion about this. I would have thought that it's completely usher off the cuff, but I clearly don't know shas. And it's a machlokas Tanoim. Uh, you can see from the Gemara that we paskin that ain't adam rishoy. 
L'chabel ba'atzmo, a person's not allowed to do this. And this is quoted in the Rambam. Um, I don't believe it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, but it is quoted in the Rambam that you are not allowed to uh, to flog yourself, to inflict pain, um, unless there's some type of, you know, you're taking out a splinter, those kinds of things. You know, you're, you, know, you ever get meat stuck in your teeth and you use floss to the point that you bleed. Mutter. Bloodletting is not harming oneself. Bloodletting is a reform. Yeah, for sure. That that I mean that's questionable today. But, uh, certainly yeah, back that, in the day, that, it was that, it was ushered. Right, it was a standard. It was a standard. Right. Yeah, of course. It doesn't mean that you can never experience pain. That like you're not allowed to play basketball because you might break your finger. Of course, that's not what it means. Yeah, what we're talking about is intentionally injuring yourself. Says the Gemara, a third of the way down on Sadi Allah from the Bay is Mantana, who is the author, to Shamasle, who says to Amar Ain Adam Rishoy Lechabel Ba'atzmo, who is the author uh, who says that? Says the Gemara, Ilema perhaps the person who says that Ain Adam Rishoy Lechabel Ba'atzmo is the author of the following Brisa. The Pasuk says, Va'achas Dimchem Lenafsho Sechem Edrosh. The Pasuk says in uh, Sefer Breshis that I will seek out your blood uh, for your soul. Rebbe Lazar Omer, Miyad Nafsho Sechem Edrosh Es Dimchem. So that it seems from over here that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to hold a person accountable if they take their own life. So therefore, it seems that you're not allowed to be Mechabal yourself. Says the Gemara, V'dil Maktani Shani, Ketala Shani. Perhaps killing yourself, suicide, is a whole nother level. The Gemara says that if this Bryce is referring to suicide, then yes, a Kodesh Baruch Hu will hold that against you. And up in Shamaim, he'll say, what's the deal? Again, uh, mental health uh, aside, we're just talking in pure halacha right now. So that Bryce is not a raya for the fact of Ein Adam Rishoy Lechabel Ba'atzmo. So let's try a second one. We're three lines before the wide lines on Sadi Allah from the base, about halfway down. Maybe it's this, Brysa. One can tear their clothes in frustration, in sadness and anger after the death of a loved one. And that's That's not considered to be Darke Emori, which would be problematic. I heard, says Rabbi Elazar, that if a person uh, tears up too many things, so then that's the Isra of Baltashchis. You know, we've all seen these clips of the tennis matches where the tennis player breaks like eight rackets. You know, that's Baltashchis. You break one, Mela, I understand your feelings. You're at a funeral, you're sad, you tear a garment, no problem. You go through a whole war wardrobe, you're Chayev Malkos because of Baltashchis. And then the Gemara throws in at the first of the long lines, Vikolsha Kane Gufo. If there is an Isser of, uh, of Baltashchis as it relates to the tennis rackets, as it were, to the clothing when you're, when you're, when you're sad about a death, the Kolshikain Gufo, if you're going to hurt your body, all the more so that's true. Says the Gemara, no, clothes are different than, per than a person. If you're going to damage clothes, that's different than damaging your body. The Dilma begodim shiny. Dipseda delohadar. If I take, uh, you know, my, my nice sweater, my nice suit, and I take a pair of scissors to it and I cut it out of frustration, I could stitch it back all day. It'll never be the same. It'll never be the same. And then the Gemara says, He called his mane, he called his clothings, the things that honor me, right? The body gets honored by the clothing. Seemingly, there's a hierarchy that the clothes create the honor for the goof. And the story of Rav Chizda, when he would walk amongst thorns and thistles, he's walking in the field. When that would happen, he'd pick up the hem of his tunic and walk in a way where his clothing would not be caught on the thorns. Omar, he said, This one can be fixed, and this one can't be fixed. If I scratch my nice suit 
even one time I did it here at McCorry because our tables in the main base medrash are horrendous. So I picked up my knee and it got caught on a piece of metal, tore my suit. $170 later, I needed a new pair of pants. Couldn't fix it. If that would have cut my leg, no, put on a Band-Aid. In five days, I won't know the difference. Everything's going to be fixed. That's what Rechisa says. He said, I'd rather just scratch up my legs. Those will heal, but my clothing won't heal. So that also can't be a source for the shita that ain't So let's try a third answer. Two thirds of the way down, four lines into the wide lines. The following shita. This is talking about a nazir that a nazir needs kapara. What Avera did the Nazir do? We saw this at length in Maseches Nazir, and I believe in other Masechtas as well. He created a tsar for himself that he that he removed himself from drinking wine. That a person who limits themselves from wine is considered to be a chote. If the Torah felt that a Nazir, who didn't even physically inflict himself with pain, he simply restrained himself from wine. If that guy is called a chote, then someone who takes a blade and cuts their arm or does any physical pain to themselves for no, no appropriate reason, Pasha, that that's going to be us. And that's how the Gemara concludes that the shita of Ein Adam Rishay Lechabel Ba'atzmo is the shita of Rebbe Lazar HaKafar Biribi, that he held um, from the world of Nazir that we can learn that just like another Nazir who restrained himself from wine was a chote, that restraint was usher. So therefore, certainly if someone hurt their body, that would be the case. We spoke about Hakotzeitz Nitiyosav. If I cut down a sapling that I have done something wrong, we're now going to speak a little bit for the next little while about the Isra of cutting down trees that bear fruit and what the exceptions are and the severity of this. There is a very sharp consequence that the Gemara mentions. Tani Rababar Barchana Kamei Rab. Rababar Barchana quoted a Bryce in front of Rab. Shori Haragta, you killed my shore. Or if I say, you cut down my sapling. And if I am the one that you spoke to, you told me to kill this person. You told me to do this. The halacha is pater. Says the Gemara, what, just because you told me that I had permission to do it makes it okay? If I violate a halacha, Phil, go kill this person, and I kill this person, I go to court, they say, David told me to do it. But what is I'm a murderer. <laughs> the fact that he told me to do it shouldn't change anything. Nobody could live life like that. Would we really accept such an excuse if I walk into a Bezdin and say, David told me to do it, so I'm putter? Of course not. So says the Gemara, should I erase this brysa? The brysa that says that ata amarta li putter? So says the Gemara, Amarle, Rav said back to Rabbi Barbar Hanalo, that's not correct. But rather, what you should do is rewire, retranslate the Mishnah. You should rewire the Mishnah. What were we talking about when I uh, killed that animal, when I cut down that sapling? It's Beshor HaOmed Leharigo. We're talking about a shore that was already destined to be killed. It had a, a psak of, of Haragana that it needed to be killed. Or a tree that had a heter, for whatever reason, to be torn down. So says the Gemari, If that's true, then if I'm the guy who cut down David's tree, then why do I have to argue that he told me to do it? Says the Gemara, for a totally side reason, to Amar Leh, 
I go cut down a sapling that belongs to somebody else, but it was a mitzvah to cut down that tree. So you can complain to Bezdin and said, Phil took my mitzvah. That's unacceptable. After all, Datanya, and we've seen this brysa numerous times. Um, it says here on the side only in Chulin. No way. We've definitely seen this somewhere. Says the Gemara Datanya, Vishafachvikisa. This is in regards to the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam. That after Shechita, one is supposed to cover the blood with chol, with sand of some kind. He who spills the blood, namely he who does the Shechita, he has the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam. And there was a story, There's a story where I did the Shechita, and you jumped the gun, and you did the Kisui Hadam. And the halacha is, the din is that if you steal my mitzvah, you owe me 10 gold, gold somethings, 10 pieces of gold. That's not right. You can't steal my mitzvah. So that's what was going on in this brisa, where really the din was that this animal needed to be killed, the tree needed to be torn down. And uh, I, what did I mean when I say that you told me to do it? Well, you were complaining that I stole your mitzvah. And if in fact I'm guilty, then Rabban Gamliel would say that the halacha is that I owe you ten zehuvim. Amar Rav, Rav says, Dikla deta'an kaba asr When there is a dikla, a palm tree that has one cob of, of fruits that grow, that tree becomes usher to cut down. Hold on one second. In regards to olive trees, how much fruit does an olive tree have to grow in order to be uh, usher to cut down? Only a rova, only a quarter. That's a much smaller amount. It's a quarter. It says the Gemara, Shani Zesim de Chashivi. Olive trees are very chashuv, and because olive trees are very chashuv, so therefore even a smaller amount would make them usher to cut down. Amar Avchanina, Lo Shachiv, Shivchaz Beri, Ela de Kutz Te'enesa, Belozmana. An unbelievably scary Gemara. The Gemara says that Rebchanina lost a child. Uh, because of the fact that he had violated, the father had violated this iser of cutting down a tree, Shalobizmana, in the wrong time. Uh, and therefore, one should certainly look into all of these halachos. This applies a lot during construction. You buy a house and there's a an apple tree, a crab tree that's in the worst possible place. These are Shilas and Postkim. It's not stunned that you can just cut them down. If it stops bearing fruit, or as we're soon going to see, if the wood is more valuable than the fruit, that's another kula that the Gemara builds in. Uh, there are there are circumstances. I'm not a Bucky Badabra. I, I only know what's on this page. But uh, but my point is to highlight that when one is doing construction and they have a tree like that, they need to ask a Shiloh. I think my neighbors have a tree like that. We find small apples in our yard sometimes. In your house? Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. So if you'd ever one with them, what? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a big. Why would they do that? Yeah, it's a real business. I'm sure our climate is not good for. Really? All right, you can cut it. Machora, you can cut it down now. Certainly, the wood's more valuable than the fruit now, and we're going to discuss that right now. So the Gemara then says, 
if it was more expensive, which is literally how the Gemara translates, mutter. Rashi explains what this means. Rashi, six lines from the bottom of the page, make that seven. That tree is more valuable for building, more than the values of the fruit. If that happens, says the Gemara, so then, you are allowed to cut that tree down. This is quoted in the Rambam, and again, not in Shulchan Aruch. All right, so the Gemara then says, Tanya Nami Hachi. We have a brisa like this as well in Sefer uh, Dvarim. The Pasuk says, Rak Eitz Asher Teda. What's the drush of that part of the Pasuk? Ze Ilan Ma'achal. That's talking about a fruit tree that uh, a tree that bears fruits. Kilo Eitz Ma'achal Hu Ze Ilan Srak. So the Pasuk saying that in a time of war, that people are allowed to cut these things down, even a fruit tree, and certainly an Ilan Srak, which is a non-fruit bearing tree. If this Pasuk teaches us with separate drushos to include both fruit-bearing tree and non-fruit-bearing trees, so then, why did I need the Pasuk to speak about both parts? Just tell me that you can even do a fruit tree. Says the Gemara, that teaches us that if I have two trees in front of me and it's wartime and I need the wood to build barracks, whatever, the halacha is that we try and cut down the non fruit bearing trees before we cut down the fruit bearing trees. Says the Gemara, maybe this would be true even if the wood of the fruit bearing tree is greater. Says the Gemara, that that's not true. And now the Gemara tells a couple of stories. Shmuel, I see le arise tamre. Shmuel had a, a farmer that worked for him, and his farmer went to go bring him tamre dates. And he made the bracha bore priya eight and achil. He had a very good palate. When Shmuel was eating the dates, he tasted from the vineyard. Yeah, very. He, when he took a bite, he's like, this tastes a little bit like wine, like grapes. How did that happen? This is a date. So the farmer said back to him, Amar Leh, hi, my. He said to the farmer, excuse me, hi, my, my, hi, what's going on here? Amar Leh, and the farmer said back to Shmuel, Beni Gufni Kaimi, the date tree from which I plucked fruits for you is planted in the middle of a vineyard. So Amar, these palm trees are reducing or drawing sustenance from the ground, and they're actually they're actually reducing the flavors of the grapes. Because if you're drawing flavor from the grapes through the vines into the palm tree, then pasha that the grapes are not going to be as good. So it says the Gemara, Tomorrow I want you to bring me the roots. Namely, I want you to uproot the palm tree. So this is another kula. If the tree, the fruit, if you have two fruit bearing trees and one is ruining the other, then the one that's more predatorial can be uprooted. And Rafhizda Khazatale Begufne, he saw that there was a palm tree among great uh, among a vineyard. You need to pull it out. Gufni, this is a different svarab. Gufni, kani dikli. With a geffen, I could buy a palm tree. But dikli, lo kani gufni. But the value of a dekel of a palm tree, with that, I would not be able to buy gufni vineyards. So therefore, this is an odd svara to allow the cutting down of a fruit tree. It's not because of the previous answer, nevertheless true. We're going to learn until about 10 lines from the bottom. I know it's late, but I uh, have we have a lot what to cover. Would be an issue of kilayim with these different uh, dates and wine stuff? Um, no, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's more for like grains more than it is for trees. I'm pretty sure that's true, but I'm not 100% sure. That's a good question. I didn't look into that. And the Rishonim here don't seem to talk about it. So it could be that I'm right. Don't know. New Mishnah. It's worth. It's worth it.
This is a continuation of the last Mishnah. Remember, we were talking about in the last Mishnah of Boshes. If I embarrass you, if I remember, if I slap you with an open hand, if I slap you backhanded, all of those things. We had said that even if I give you payment for the busha that I caused for you, but I'm not done with my repentance. Mechila is the added word on the side uh, that we have to make sure that you ask Mechila. Money does not get rid of your problems alone. You have to do money and ask for Mechila. Uh, We're going to spend time on this a little bit later, the story of Avimelech and Avram. And if, let's say, that I embarrassed you, now I've asked you more for Mechila. If you say no, how do we know that you're Achzari? Because of what happened with Avimelech and Avram, and after that whole episode, Vaispalal Avram Elokim, Elokim es Avimelech, that um, uh, uh, Avram had to daven, which showed us that it's important to say yes to the mechila. Uh, and then the second part of the Mishnah is a totally different world. Haomer sama es eni. If you say to me, Phil, please blind me. Katas yadi, cut off my hand. Shavar es ragli, please break my leg. The halacha is chayiv. And if you say to me, almanas liftor, that doesn't matter either. Chayiv. I'm not allowed to hurt you, even if you ask me to. Um, and the Mishnah continues, Kara Esksusi. However, if you ask me to tear your clothing, a non-body injury, a non-bodily injury, or Shavar Eskadi, please break my pitcher, typically you'd be Chayev. But if I say to you, Almanas Liftor, then Taka your putter. So if I if I do non-bodily damage to one of your products, so then if, as long as you exempt me, then I'm putter. If I say that you should do this to another person, then even if uh, it's mominous, I, I cannot, you cannot command me to injure somebody else. That's not allowed, or to ruin their materials. Tanu Rabbanan, the Brisa writes, a third of the way down, the Brisa says, Kol elu boshto. Well, here what we're talking about in, uh, in the beginning of our Mishnah is only talking about the money of Boshes. But when it comes to tsar, when it comes to physical pain and the payment for physical pain, even if I bring you all of the rams in the world, there will be no mechila until you ask. You need to return, Hashem says to Avimelech, you need to return this woman to, to this man, to Avram, because he's a navi. And the din is that he's going to daven for you. Says the Gemara, wait one second. It seems from the Pasuk that you only have to return a woman whose husband is a Navi. Asks the Gemara on the last of the short lines, that if the if the wife's husband happens to be a Navi, oh, so that's when we return the, the wife. But obviously that's not true. So the Gemara says on the first of the long lines, on Sadi no, it's just pashit that anyone would need to be returned. When Abimelech said, wait one second, I was well intended. Hello, who amarli achosihi? Who amarli achosihi? That if, uh, you know, when uh, when Abimelech complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and said, Avram told me that was his sister. And she, Sarah, also said, he's my brother. So the din is Navi, who he's a Navi. Avraham knew exactly what was going on. Had he said anything else, he would have been killed. This guy, Avimelech, should have known that this was the case. He should have said, It's normal to ask about food and drink. 
It's inappropriate to ask if this person, if this woman is married or if this woman is your sister. It's not right. This is a case scenario where a Ben Noach should be killed. He should have learned. He should have learned what was considered to be appropriate social behavior. When you meet, uh, when you see two people walking together, you don't ask if she's taken. It's not, it's not, it's not the right derech heretz. No, I don't think so. I, th I, I don't think so. I, I actually think it's uh, some, it's about shahayel olilmo v'lolamad. It's uh, that's, that's yeah, yeah, I, that's what I thought it was. Okay. I, because they didn't sleep together. But but because of yeah okay I don't want to say I mean I don't want to be, uh, Rashi Shahel lo lil mode derech eretz navihu demashma ein mamish bidvarecha v'roya tali harek just for the suggestion just for the question it's just for the derech eretz shibo at the two dots ki atzar atzar Hashem the pesukim by Avi Melech and Avram have a double language of atzar and the Gemara says this actually caused for some major biological functioning issues with the people of Avi Melech. What was the double language? Amar Rebbe Lazar atziros halalulama. Why does it have the double language of atzira? Achas beish for men shichva zera they weren't able to have zera leave their body. Shtein beisha and two with a woman that shichva zera after tashmashamita. This is a stira by the way. Whatever Tashmish, whatever Sheikh Wazir was already in them from Tashmish, they couldn't exit. The Leda, and also they had a Hashkafic circlage. They couldn't uh, deliver their children. They were stuck. There were two things that were bottled up in a man. One was Sheikh Wazir, and the second was urine. Shlishi, Beisha, Sheikh Wazir, By a woman, there were actually three Sheikh Wazir, the Leda, and she couldn't give birth. And Ravina Amar Shalosh Beish, there were three things by a man. Sheikh Wazir, Uktanim, Upitabas. The three by him were Sheikh Wazir, urine, and he also couldn't defecate. Arba, Beisha, and there were four for a woman, the same three plus a child. Sheikh Wazir, Veleda, Bektanim, Upitabas. Um, and then I'll just five more lines and then we'll stop. What did it mean when it said ba'ad kol rechem? The word kol is a lushan of ribui. Why does the Pasuk say kol? Amre de be'er of yana ifilu tarnagola shal be'i sa'vimelech lo hitila be'i tzasa. Even the hens, they couldn't lay any eggs. Amre le rova le raba b'rei, le raba bar mari. Minoha milsadama rabbanon kol ha'mavakesh rachemim al-chavero. Utzarach la'osodabar hu ne'en etchila. How do we know that if I daven for somebody else, uh, for their needs, that my needs get answered first. Says the Gemara, Amar Lei, Dechsiv, V'Hashem Shaveh Shavus Oyev, Behis Palalo Ba'ad Re'ehu. This is a Pasuk from Eov. Uh, so that's one Pasuk. Amar Lei, At Amris Mehasam, V'An Amina Mehacha. I have another Pasuk. Beautiful Raya. The Gemara says, How do we know that if you daven for other people, you get answered first? The Gemara says, V'His Palal Avram Elohim, Yerapei Elohim, Esavi Melech, Ves Eishes, Eishto Vesam Hosav. So one Pasuk teaches us that Avram Davin for Avimelech and all of his family. And then it says, Uchsiv HaShem Pakadeh Sarah, keywords, Ka'asher Amar. Look at this. Ka'asher Amar, Avraham El Avimelech. When Avraham Davin for Avimelech, that led to him being able to have a child. That's what the Gemara says. We'll stop right here, two-thirds of the way down at Omar Leh, in the middle of the line. We'll pick up on Shabbos, Emir Toshem. On Shabbos, Dafyomi is earlier than usual. It's actually after the early Mincha, because I have uh, my wife has somewhere to be, so we're going to just switch it up this week. And we'll stop right here. Wishing you all we'll a beautiful on. night.